I'm Brooke Gurley, and you are listening to Untold Stories, the cases that shaped the civil rights movement, presented by Long Crime. This podcast is the audio adaptation of my video series titled The Untold Stories of the Civil Rights Movement. And now, on to this week's episode. What's up, everyone? It's me, Brooke. Welcome back to my YouTube page, Facebook page, Instagram page. I just might do a TikTok page. I don't know yet. But thank you for joining me for part four of the Untold series where I look at the untold stories of the civil rights movement, take some important cases, I tell you why I think they're important, and you know, we talk about it. So this is part four, and it deals with a very important topic, at least in my opinion, a very important topic, and that is jury selection or discrimination within jury selection. And the case this week is Strada versus West Virginia. It's from 1880. This case is about a man named Taylor Strada, who was a former slave, and um, who was accused of and probably did kill his wife with a hatchet. He bludgeoned her with the hatchet. Terrible. And so he was brought up on, obviously he was charged with murder and he ended up having two trials. The first one was overturned by West Virginia Supreme Court because there was a procedural issue with the passing of a new law. And so then he was tried again because he got convicted the first time, tried again. And this time West Virginia had a law that said no black people could serve on the jury, regardless of their background. No black people, only white men, within the ages of, I think, 21 through 60, could serve on the jury. So obviously, there are no black people there. He gets convicted again. Strada's case goes all the way up to the United States Supreme Court. And there, the court had to answer two questions. So the issues were, one, did Strada have a right to a jury without discrimination? So in other words, did West Virginia's law saying that no black people could serve on the jury, did that violate the constitutional rights of Mr. Strada, the 14th Amendment Equal Protection? And then the second issue was below, Strider tried to get the case removed to federal court because he said this law is discriminatory, so I can't get a fair trial. I need to remove it. In other words, take it out of the state court to the federal court. And so the Supreme Court asked, was there the lower court's refusal to remove it to the federal court? Was that wrong? The court answered both questions with yes. It was a violation of Strider's right to not have a jury free of discrimination. So to exclude only people from his race was violated, not the potential jurors' uh, constitutional rights, at least that's not what this case was saying, but they were saying that it violated Strader's right to have a jury free of discrimination, the Equal Protection Clause. And then they also said, therefore it was wrong for West Virginia to not remove the case to federal court. This case, um, is the first of many line of a long line of cases that deal with discrimination within the jury selection process. And so what's important to note here is that the court, one, did not say and has never said that a defendant has a right to have pe- members of his race on his jury. Rather, what the court said here and has continued to say is that you cannot have um, a particular race excluded from the jury selection process solely on the basis of their race. In Strader, the case, that's kind of all it, as far as it went. It said, and kind of explicitly, you can still discriminate against someone based upon their gender, whether or not they own land, the educational status, but you can't do it based upon their race. So this was a, a victory, obviously, for black people, but it wasn't a broad enough victory for the larger electorate. This case is important for many reasons. Like I said, it's the first in a long line of cases dealing with discrimination in the jury selection process. As a former litigator, I can tell you, in every single case, I don't even know how many cases I tried, but in every single case except one where the defendant was a white woman and the um, 
not defendant, but our client was a white woman and the defense attorney was a black woman. Other than that, every single case, they always strike, try to remove all the black people from the jury process. And I think it starts here where they said, hey, you can't explicitly say we're not gonna have black people on the jury. But, you know, if no black people ended up there just because that's what happened, then so be it. So what you see happening from here is this whole, well, we can't explicitly and overtly to say black people can't be on the jury. But what we can do is sort of just make it end up that way. And then I end up writing an article, and you can check that out on Palookie's World, where I talk about just a brief history from this case on down, how you see the state say, well, no, any black people can serve on a jury. It's just that we've never seen any black people that fit the description, that have moral um, standing, that are moral or have integrity. I mean, these, these are the types of comments that were said in other Supreme Court cases. And so I think it's very important to see that this country has a strong history of trying to keep black people off the jury. I'll probably do this. I have to do another video on this. I'm like, and it'll come up in the series, but I'm just gonna do a video strictly <laughs> based upon the history of discrimination and jury selection process. Because the jury box is a powerful box. I might even argue more powerful than the voting box because you are determining the life of somebody, whether or not they receive justice whether or not this, these shooters in Georgia who killed Ahmad, who was running, just jogging for exercise, whether or not they received justice or not. That happens in the jury box. And they intentionally, there's this history, the country is intentional about trying to take, keep us off. All the way up until last year, a case went to the United States Supreme Court with Curtis Flowers versus the state of Mississippi. Also mentioned in my article, but yeah, I think it's important that you we recognize that when you get called for jury selection, you can't just be like, oh, I don't want to do this, it's inconvenience, and then complain about cases like George Zimmerman. You can't do both. It's one or the other. Either you're going to sit there and you're going to participate and you're going to lend your voice, you're going to lend your perspective, or you're going to shut up, okay? I don't want to hear about you whining about these verdicts that you don't like, but when you had the chance to sit on a jury. You did what the system has been trying to do all along, which is to keep you off. So let me calm down because I could get so crunk about this issue about the jury selection process. Next week, I'm looking at some other cases. Um, the civil, they're called the civil rights cases, which looked at the um, civil rights laws that were passed after slavery and how they were overturned and, and how I think the Supreme Court just kind of disregarded the history and legacy of slavery in such a short period of time. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. You will want to um, definitely check that out. If you like this video, please be sure to hit the like button below and share wherever it is. If it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, please share. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. If, subscribe to or follow me on, on Facebook and Instagram if you aren't already. And um, subscribe to my blog, palookiesworld.com, so you never miss an article or a video as well and stick around I may be I, I feel myself wanting to do another top something book list because it's the summer oh well, the summer's about to be and you know you need a, a casual reading list and I think I, I'm gonna give that to you all right so y'all stick around to next week thank you so much again for watching take care and God bless this week's episode was produced and narrated by me special thanks to Brian Gurley for the use of his music and for mixing the audio to watch the video series that inspired this podcast, head over to my blog, palookiesworld.com, and make sure you subscribe. For more information on the series, like how do you spell palookie, please check out the show notes. 
Finally, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode.